0: At this very moment, you're entering the vortex of Mystic Podcast. Hey you guys, welcome back to another episode of Mystic Podcast. I am so thrilled to have a guest today that has just so much raw vulnerability, truth, and just an awesome human being in general. So before I get into the episode and into the amazingness of Ben, I want to tell you guys that the Magic Activator, the membership, it's already launched. It's all ready to go. We're going live and we're officially starting in November 2nd with a live call. And this membership, I've been working on it for a couple of months now and I am just like, I can't even, this is going to be really exciting, inside this exclusive community. We're going to have a Facebook group where we can all hang out and learn different topics every month. We also have a monthly call with healings, with Q&As, with hangouts, We have energy reports every Monday where I'll teach you how to harness the energy of every week and how to work through it. You also will get access to exclusive solo episodes and parts of the episodes that won't be public anymore. And the most exciting part is that every month, one of the members will get a chance to win a 30-minute one-on-one session with me, which is going to be really exciting so we can really get to know each other. This membership has just so much learning and opportunities to learn, opportunities to grow, opportunities to really activate the magic and start to live a life within a community of people that are healers, seekers, um, paradigm shifters, and those who, like me and you, would like to live a life that is in congruency with the universe. Magic Activator membership, it's $22 a month which is an incredible deal or you can also do the year membership which is $222 either way this is the community that you've been waiting for this is the community that that will finally take it to the next level not just knowing that there's people out there that are in the same path as you are looking for magic looking for healing looking for evolution but now you can actually hang out with them and be part of this amazing ever-growing group of human beings. So if you've felt alone in the path of awakening and evolution, as many of us have felt before, myself included, this is really my mission with this community is to bring people together to remember that we're not alone in this path and that we're ready to find our soul friends, our soul family, our soul community. So I have created an exclusive VIP call for the first 22 people, the 22 mystic community members that will join Magic Activator. And all you have to do is to use the code MA, Magic Activator, M-A, capital letters, 22, once you join the membership. And on November 2nd, which is our official day, as when we start, you will get an email with the details for the VIP call. So this VIP call it will only be the 22 people who signed up with this code and will go into some intuition, into some magic, into some energy healing and just an awesome time for us to hang out and get to know each other. This code is only for the first 22 of you who join Magic Activator. So I wouldn't wait too long to go ahead and sign up. You will also have the opportunity to read a lot more about the membership on the link in the bio. You can just go into the website and just read all about it, all the details, how it works and what it will bring into your life. But I am over the moon because I already can feel all of you coming into the membership and the beautiful community, family and growth that we are about to embark together. With that said, my lovers, if you want to take a look at the membership, it's going to be in the show notes. So you can just go ahead in the show notes are also going to put the code so that it's easy for you to just go in and set up. And as you know, we will start November 2nd with the first live call and the first energy report and the first um, winner for the 30 minutes. So Ben Harris is our guest today. I love Ben because I have been in his podcast before and I loved the way he run the interview and the conversations that we had and I was really excited to bring him into the podcast because I wanted to know more about him and what he does and Ben is called the fear coach. That's what he calls himself and you'll get to know the reason why throughout the episode he really goes into the the understanding of where fear comes from, how can we harness fear into a positive outcome and into living a life that is not controlled by it, but instead navigated through. Ben also talks about his incredible life-changing events not too long ago, actually, I think it was at the beginning, the beginning of this year where he almost gave up lost it all. And then he managed to switch it, turn it around, trust the universe. And now he's just doing so amazing and helping so many people. Ben, it's a person that will inspire you, will make you think differently, will break down many concepts that perhaps feel really untangible and hard to grasp into something that just feels like a warm hug. So I can't wait. And without further ado, let's just dive right into it. So Ben, what gets you excited in, you know, in your days? What's like the thing that you wake up and you're like, oh my God, I, this is Mm. what gets me out of bed.
1: (laughs) That's a really good question. Um, It changes, honestly, like to be a hundred percent real with everyone. Like the past year and a half of my life has been more full of waves, meaning like I'm always going to get out of bed, but sometimes I'm not as motivated as I have been. Like most of my life I've been like pretty just like the annoying positive person. Like I remember, um, like some of my girlfriends in the past, like they were like annoyed that I couldn't just like, Like, say, you know, like, I understand, you know, but it was just like, no, like, we're going to be fine, you know? So, but now it's, it's a bit different. Like, yeah, which is funny because I have, yeah, this is funny that this is coming to me, but like, just like a little bit more fear, but also more trust than I've ever been in because I think I'm living such, I'm living the life that I want to. That's scary. There's a lot of space. There's a lot of unknown. So I'm happy. But when you create that space, right, there's a lot of unknown and uncertainty. So sometimes I'm human. Not sometimes I'm human. All the time I'm human. <laughs> but like it just like sometimes that gets to me. So I'm not that doesn't really answer the question. But in general, really what gets me excited is like my pa- my passion slash purpose slash. Being guided in that purpose to help people and to be surprised of I know you can resonate with this how like magic and miracles are everywhere and that's really what I'm trying to step into of like accepting and receiving and celebrating something that I can't make happen because I know I can make shit happen, but how much better or not even as better just more fulfilling or just surprising can I can it be without me trying to force it?
0: So pretty much what I hear from what you're saying is that now that you're living on the edge, <laughs> now that you're living with, this is what I believe and you tell me, when we a step, when we want more love in our lives, the equivalent or the exact opposite of love would be fear, correct? So in order for us to be able to hold more love in our lives, we need to be willing to hold more love and more fear. So in order to hold more love, we need to also accept the fear that comes with that.
1: Well said. See, you translate so well for me.
0: (laughs) And then I love that, that it's, you know, because of course you are the fear guy. So I wanted to Mm -hmm. ask you, that and, and I think it relates to what you just said of before I was okay, I was very positive. And now because I have stepped into greater love, and I said I have said yes to life. Yes, to you know, the big dreams and the yeah. wild experience. Now there is this side of fear that you also accepted that you know, you can go through. So tell me about where does that came from? This is the fear guy. How does that <laughs>
1: So for me, it's, I didn't realize it until this year, consciously, um, that that was like my gift. But for most of my life, I didn't, again, I didn't realize it till this year, but most of my life, I've been practicing leaning into fear. Um, Like one example is me, I used to do music. And so back in the day when me and my friend were first starting, we were 19 years old and 18 or 19 and so we would go downtown in the city. And when sports games were over, the, it was packed. It was just like car to car people everywhere. So we wanted to get better at rapping because we were a hip hop group. And so we went up to people. We were so scared. Like, it, like we were terrified. And we went up to, the, to everyone and just said, hey, can we rap for you? And just give us a topic and we'll rap about it. Um, we would knock on car windows. Probably not a good idea to do that now. It's crazy how much, <laughs> and again, that's, that's a revealing of white privilege, right. In a really white city of Salt Lake city, but um, like, so like that was an example, uh, but I've always looked for things that made me uncomfortable because I knew that would make me grow. And the same thing I remember, cause I spent years in like um, in the corporate management world, like in leadership for years. And one of my first instances, I remember, I would seek out difficult conversations. And I remember, I had like um, my supervisor or team lead um, under me. She was new, and then we had this person. Um, God, like bless her, she's amazing. Um, she's she's not here with us anymore, but this employee just had a rough go. Like, didn't wasn't well off financially, um, and so everyone just felt really bad for her. Um, and part of that financial situation was like hygiene and, but eventually it got so bad that it became like a work issue. Like people sitting next to her, like, couldn't work because of like the smell and like, and everything. And so it was like, I had to talk to her because she was on my team, but I was like that weird boss who, you know, took my new like team lead and I was like excited about it. Like, I still like felt, you know. like empathic and but I was excited that this was going to be the most uncomfortable conversation I've ever had and so those are just like a few examples that I've always like practiced it so like even now right like I'm still scared and that's one thing that people don't realize is they think that fear is going to disappear but that's the first thing I teach a client is fear does not disappear like I know you came to me most likely expecting for your fear to be away like poof, gone, but it's not that. It's exactly what you said, right? It's increasing your capacity to hold it, like increasing your emotional discomfort, learning, like getting the tools and realizing fear is really a feeling and we should feel the feelings. And most likely what you're afraid of isn't real. It's an illusion. So those are a few examples of how the fear guy came to be. And then eventually, like when the pandemic happened, it was just weird. There's so many synchronicities. Um, and I did a retreat and I started this retreat and I'd never done a retreat before. So I got four teachers to come teach. And then by the time the retreat started, all four teachers dropped off. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so, what? <laughs> yeah. Like, so they're all friends. Like I love them all, but like, it happened perfectly for me. Um, so I booked for people to make it, ha- it built my confidence to start, you know, like booking people and promoting it and stuff but then they all dropped off in perfect timing, which opened that space for me to step into my power. And that was the first time I taught on fear, like fear of freedom. And then as soon as I hit that, I'm like, oh, this is it. And then my mom's also a coach and she said, oh yeah, that's it. And so a week after, or two weeks after the retreat, I completely rebranded, I'm like, this is it, let's go. And then ever since then, everything's changed. Like my community slash audience has grown like over six times. The, the impact, the income, all that fun stuff and fulfillment.
0: It's really interesting that you're saying the moment I kind of took fear with me is the moment everything changed. So like portals opened for you mm. in so many directions. The moment you said yes to the fear, because okay. then the love had to go with it because they are they they coexist, right? So that's the thing that I feel people—it's hard for people to understand that love and fear can coexist. And and it's so interesting that your mom is also a coach. Tell me about that. How did that? How does that? So she's. Better?
1: So, if my mom's listening, I mean, my mom is.
0: <laughs> we love you.
1: <laughs> Not like we really do. Like she, she is ama- Like she is amazing. And so I grew up with a lot of love. She, you know, single mom. Um, for most of my life with five kids, you know, love my dad too. But my mom worked a lot. Um, and we had to move a lot, all the all the things, you know, like with single mom stuff. But my mom has always been like, so we grew up in the Mormon religion. So she was always like spiritual and into that stuff. And then when she broke away, I eventually, you know, broke away a couple of years later or stepped away or evolved whatever you want to call it and she's always been that person who's had books like I remember as a little kid seeing on her nightstand like um what is it men are from Mars women are from Venus or something like that like they're just like those and like Glenn and Doyle yeah so I just grew up around that even though I wasn't conscious um of that there was always that around me and I was a really very disciplined good um religious kid as well but with my mom, I mean, she's always been supportive. So her, her business and calling, she actually helps people guide them in their purpose, like actually identify their gifts and help them find what they're talented slash gifts slash passionate and what that looks like for them. Um, and so, I mean, she's done so many different things. Like she's wrote a book that sold over 100,000 copies. Um, but she's done crazy amounts of things. But yeah, that's my mom.
0: Please tell us, what's the name of the book?
1: Oh, I think, so it was, have you ever heard of the company Melaleuca? No. It's like, uh, so this was in the 90s.
0: Wow. Um,
1: And it's, uh, it's, I think, I'm not sure if holistic's the right word, homeopathic cleaning solution. So in the 90s, this is one of the first like, like alternative cleaning products. And so I haven't like read the book, but it's called Heather's Household Hints. Heather's the name of my oldest sister. And I don't know exactly like how like what the book is, but I know it was for that company and somehow she intertwined it. And then, I mean, I remember she told me that it was so fun, just like, you know, back in the day, you'd have to go to the post office to pick up checks. And it was fun for like, literally, it was just, like her, she told me this recently that it was either her or my dad and they would like take turns guessing how much they were going to get Um, just because that was so fun. But, you know, all of that changes. I mean, my mom is totally like, like, like everyone, there's, you know, money stories, money fears and all the, all the fun stuff. But that's one of the books she's she's written. I have a feeling she'll do more.
0: That's amazing. And it's so beautiful that you touch upon the idea that you know everybody has their own um stories around money how that got to work and and how i think it's always this journey of ups and downs and ups and downs and and if we don't even see them as ups and downs we just kind of see them as like the journey that will get you to the next mm-hmm. thing and and you yourself a year ago or not even a year, but just a couple of months ago when the Corona thing happened, you had such a big, big transition and awakening into your own path. And, and I just want to hear the story from you in terms of how all it. that came about. <laughs> yes, please. yes,
1: please. Yes, um, please. So yeah, this story is really cool. Um, honestly, I'm really proud of this story because it's just fun to tell. And I remember st- Two years ago, this is funny, wow, two years ago is nothing either. That's absolutely nothing. so two years ago really i was about I was about to start what my business was before I rebranded like really really close, but at this time i i didn't I thought I didn't have a story like i didn't <laughs> so why I'm saying this is because I thought I didn't have a story, but I literally got what I asked for, you know through just by saying yes to myself. um, It's just a cascade over and over of like that increased love, but increased fear, but that's how I want to live. Like I'd rather lit, because to me, you're going to feel fear doing what you love or doing what you hate. Right. So I'd I'd rather do things in expansion, in up-leveling that Um, because everyone, every single person, unless you're a sociopath, like feel fear. So it's just like, how do you want to yep. feel it? You know? Um, so, yeah, I just remember that's funny. That's what came up like two years ago. I remember thinking like, man, I don't have a story. Like no one's going to be inspired by me. And then.
0: Oh, um, wait. Oh, wait. and <laughs> yeah. The universe is like, huh. All right. You're mm-hmm. ready for your story. Let's bring it <laughs> on. Yeah.
1: Right. And so it was December of 2018 when I got someone hit me up on LinkedIn. I was in the corporate world and I was currently in Salt Lake City, Utah and his company offered me a job on the East coast in South Carolina. Didn't know anyone super random that like from LinkedIn, like a recruiter found me, you know, really, really random, like for real. Um, but not random at all at the same time. And so when I was driving in my car, well, backtrack one second, back to my mom. So I was debating whether I should accept this job. Um, even though in my heart I knew it was exciting. She was like, Well, Ben, you know, call in your angels. And this was the first time that I've actually (laughs) 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 And so I was driving in my car um, to work one morning, and I remember I was just driving, it's cold, it's dark, and I was I just I was literally in my car, and then I just I said out loud, literally I was like, Okay, angels. And I was like, guides, spirits. Unseen beings, I don't know who or what you are. Like I literally was just saying all, just all, all these things, <laughs> but I was literally like saying it out loud. Like in my car, and I was like, "All right," it's like I need your help. Should I accept this job? And then immediately, I got the deepest chills to like my bones that I've ever had before. Um, but it wasn't just like one waves of chills that like stopped and started for like seven times. Um, and it was like really emotional. Like I started crying. So I was like, okay, I have my answer. So like later that night, I think like I went and broke up with my girlfriend that I had been dating for a year. Um, I accepted the job. I told my boss <laughs> and, uh, that I was leaving. And that wait, was the first Wait, to
0: have a question. Yes, You asked that you, you, you felt like the job was not for you, but the answer was yes. Take it.
1: No, it was like, that was, it was yes. All around. Okay, for the got job.
0: It. Got it.
1: Yes, yeah, So I accepted the job, um, moved to, you know, 2000 miles away, like not knowing, but that's what was exciting. Right. And also fear is excitement. You what, like what, um, do you know who Gay Hendricks is? He wrote the book, the big Leap, no. but what he says is like, fear is excitement without the breath. So like, right. Like fear and excitement are literally the same chemical and hormone compound in our body. So it is like you can reframe fears and excitement. So I was like really excited, but you're still like a little scared.
0: Super so interesting.
1: Moved, yeah. And so I moved across the country, just super excited for this journey. I have, idea, have no idea like what's going to happen. And the first night that I'm there, I meet what I think is the girl of my dreams. And at that time she was, and it was just like, boom, like sparks that I've never felt before. And so of course you know, we're amazing at telling stories. And this just makes complete sense. Like that I'm going to say, Oh my gosh, this is why I moved here. Thank you angels. Like, thanks for bringing me here. You know, like I immediately say yes. And then the first night I'm here, boom, I meet this amazing person. Long story short, that doesn't happen. I go through the most like um, anxiety and depressed um, phase of my life that I've ever had. Um, just because it was so much change. And you know, built the story up in my head, didn't happen. And um, but that was absolutely necessary for me to learn. And I'm so grateful for it. Um, just to know what that feels like. Um, and then seven months later after I accepted that job, I well, side note, when I moved, I invested money. Um, I invested forty thousand dollars of debt. So I maxed out credit cards into a crypto investment. So it's like a high risk investment. Um, but I just had a good feeling about it. Like for what, like, yeah, I, you know, I had savings. I had a six figure job, you know, had like a 401k built up. So I'm like, worst case scenario, like this, not, not a big deal, but I just wanted to go for it. Like I wanted that big payoff. So, um, seven months in, um, that money had started paying me more than my six figure job, like from the investment. So I was like, okay. I was like, if I don't do this now, like I have no kids, I have no family. I like no debt besides this and the investment. I was like, if I don't quit to pursue my thing now, like I'm never going to. So I quit my job, and that, <laughs> right? That's just funny, like seven months, like some like a director quits their job, but I just felt good about it. So I quit my job. Um, I started to like move around, like I went to LA, like San Diego, like a few different places for like podcast interviews. Um, and then eventually, that money that was paying me really well started to dwindle and then that money completely went away. So again, just like kind of what I told before about the retreat experience, right? Of giving me the confidence to leap and then having it being like taken away so I could step into my power. Same thing with this money, gave me the confidence to leap and then eventually started to dwindle, which lead, led to the retreat. And then at this point in February, 2020, is when I had tons of debt, I had no income, you know, no job. And so I was literally just like, okay. I'm I was moving, so I moved from the East Coast to the West Coast. I was in my car driving and I was um in Austin, Texas, staying at a friend's apartment. And I was like, all these credit cards are like coming due. I was like, I have no idea what's gonna happen. But I just felt so calm. And so I filmed this video. People can go watch it on my Instagram. It's just like crazy. It's just called like crazy story. Much must watch. Because literally at that time I wanted to document it that i like, like in the material physical world right now, like I had a lot of debt and no income, didn't know what I was going to do. Didn't know I was going to, you know, rebrand to the whole fear thing. Um, but you know, less than two months later, completely rebranded. um, And then like that first week, I signed four clients for my first time. And at that time, I didn't even know I wanted to be a coach because I think subconsciously I thought life coaching was icky. Um, And so that's really just like a backstory of me sitting in this moment. And again, since that first angel experience, I tap into that quite a bit. Um, Like during the pandemic, when the pandemic first happened in the US, I was staying at my mom's. And I remember like sitting there meditating and I was about to rebrand and I just literally asked a yes or no question. Like, am I on the right path? And then the same chills, you know, over and over again happens. I'm like, okay, cool. So that gives me again, the confidence to like say yes and lean into it. And then it's boom, we're here.
0: Okay. Let's just take that in. (laughs) Yeah, Danielle,
1: that was the first time I've said that whole thing in its entirety. So thank you for holding space for that.
0: Thank you for sharing with us. I'm sure it's all meant to be. And whoever is listening just needs to kind of take that in as I am myself right now to understand really what you said was really important. And you said what was happening in the physical world was I didn't have any money. I was in debt. Nothing seemed like it was going to work out. So my question to you is, what was happening mm-hmm. in the energetic magic realm for you? For my feelings, Simultaneously. Yes, meaning what was happening internally? Because the outside <laughs> world was crashing. So what was happening inside?
1: <laughs> so part of this goes into my subconscious beliefs. Um, meaning I have I don't want to say always but i've again back with the fear i've practiced believing in myself that everything always works out so like we can do exercises right of like what um do you know what fear setting is what tim ferris teaches and no, people not, not people definitely. google that it's, it's a ted talk it's really cool but also what like, is the name so it's fear setting okay by tim ferris and Thank um you. And so I kind of took something else in addition to that of like security setting, basically like looking and also what I call life mapping, kind of like connecting the dots of your life. And this is when I first started to do that, where I just looked at the history of my life. Like I looked for the evidence in my life, how everything has always worked out in my favor. So energetically, this was like, like I have a subconscious belief. Um, Luckily, and I've discovered this that I truly do believe in myself and in God, the universe, that everything's always going to work out. But of course, you're still going to, like, your mind, your ego is going to doubt it. That's natural. So, to step into that place of trust, literally mapping out from present to however far you want to go back in the past, you can literally see um, how every single thing has worked out. Like, how I met you. Um, was through Helen, who was from Christina. And how I met Christina was someone I dated earlier this year. Didn't work out, but I'm so grateful because of this whole experience that I'm having, right? So even though that like, yeah, it didn't feel good, didn't work out, all these things, same thing with that girl like a year and a half ago, absolutely destroyed me. But I met so many crazy cool people from that experience and just had emotional like healing experiences. And also breaking is part of the healing experience too. Uh, But really like the energetics is just like trust and looking and then how to kind of match that. Then the world is like, wow, really look for the evidence. How even something really, really like seemed like it was crappy. How to just like one scenario, one moment, one meeting, one person invite you to this whole crazy realm of things that you had no idea that were possible. And so to me that's what helps me build trust like literally you look for the physical evidence to get you into that energetic state of trust.
0: I absolutely love that. And the way I'm seeing as you're talking energetically it's like literally like looking from a bigger perspective like if you were to like get out of your own bubble <laughs> you mm-hmm. get out of your bubble right and you were to look at it from uh, a detached perspective and you can really see not this moment as it looks like right now mm-hmm. but the mechanics of the whole moment and how that moment happened and came to be that is connected to all these things that miraculously actually happened so what is actually happening is part of that miracle that is unfolding as you yes as you continue so i love that thank you and and so when working with people, I bet a lot of people come to you and they're, you know, dieting dying in fear and you know, super <laughs> like, I hope this guy gets me to like, you know, the most confident place and yeah. it just gets rid of this fear. So how is it for you to work with with the feet like holding a space for other people's fear and making sure that they know that they are going to be okay? Like, what is the thing that you've learned? What is the biggest piece of learning for yourself? Because I believe mm. as facilitators, I mean, we teach so much, but we enrich ourselves so much by that facilitate, like by facilitating that space for other people. So what has been one of the, the biggest pieces of learning for yourself when it comes to working and facilitating fear work for other people?
1: So I just got, Chills when he said that. Um, the biggest learning for me I've I've heard this phrase before, but that you already are what you're looking for, that you don't need fixing. And it's so hard to believe, like if you've never experienced it, it just makes sense for you not to get it. But I've experienced it so many times now in like just six months of just like complete like love. And I'm not giving it to people. Part of it, I think why people are attracted to me is my heart, right? That, um, like I actually do care like a shit ton. Um, and so people can feel that. And so like side note, one person actually told me, um, she said, this was a year or two ago, she said, Ben, I, th- I think you grew up with so much love around you so you can show others how that love feels. Um, Because a lot of people, right, don't have a loving upbringing. I had so much love um, and a lot of belief in me. And so, like, I'm getting chills again. So, like, I know that I can also give that or bring that out in people. Um, Because I really do love and believe in myself and people so much. Like, there's no doubt in my mind, in myself and in others. So, but what I've seen is that being revealed like a recent person that I got um done in our container in our program he and every single person tells me this so i have them set intentions at the beginning and we we rate we rate them and score them each week and every single person always says i don't think this is going to happen like hey ben i hope this happens but i don't think this is going to happen i'm like that's normal that's okay <laughs> you know? but literally at the same time i don't have them keep track of how they're scoring and evolving. I just, I do that. And also on the first call, I have them tell me like, was a genie. What would you want me to do? Right. So confidence, that's a big one for people. And with this person specifically, um, lots of social anxiety, always feeling like people judging him, always editing and faking his way, you know, just doesn't want to do anything social or even talk or speak up or anything. So, and it's funny, um, our last call was last week and he told me, he's like, Ben, like people aren't looking at me or talking behind my back anymore. I'm like, are you sure? <laughs> and he's like, yeah. I'm like, well, what if they were never doing that? And it was just you.
0: Oh, and, yeah. he's,
1: and he's like, oh, and he totally got it because it was just a, like, he literally believed that everywhere he go went, people were looking at him and judging him and talking about him, you know, out of shape, so dumb, so stupid, all these things, but that was him. And so my favorite thing is just those moments, and there's so many more of those, of just people's realizations, that it's everything is you. Everything. Like, everything is you. Whatever you believe is you. Um, and so... And then another quote he said is that this love that he's feeling that it was always inside him and that he didn't realize that. And so that's my favorite thing is just for people to realize it's not me giving it to someone. It's just like helping them remember how amazing they are and how loved they are and how they already are free and they already have everything they want. Um, But I know through just the world, I mean, you know how it goes and I know how it goes. Like we still get in our heads on all the time. So that's absolutely my favorite thing. It's just those breakthroughs and transformations of, oh, it's always been there. It's always been inside of me. Like the love is inside out. Like it's not someone else's love. It's not a job. It's not money. It's inside out. And that's what I absolutely love.
0: I love that. I think that's amazing. And and especially for, you know, all all our listeners just that piece if you take anything out of this podcast is really really important the understanding that everything it's really you that if something feels big if something feels wrong it's that belief within you that you are amplifying with focusing on it because what we focus Mm -hmm. on is what we amplified and i love the idea and in the way it seems as you're speaking with your clients is that you're not seeking and actively giving out love because when people do that, I feel like it's like anything, like the way of repel of, that we repel things is that we need them and we need them yeah. now. And we, you know, I'm willing to do anything it takes in order to and the get fear them. of not getting it. Exactly. So when you talk about love, I love the idea of, I'm not actively going out and loving people. I am loving where i am and because i have so much love for for who i am then everybody that is around me is attracted to that love because i can hold the space for them to feel it yes and i mean i can attest to that when i was on your podcast it's absolutely amazing to be within your energy when you are just see because you feel seen and you feel loved and you feel important and you feel valued So I'm so excited that that. you're here. Yeah, I am so excited that, you know, we have this conversation and that you can really share because when you share, it comes from from so much love. And and the realness, I mean, the realness of saying, you know, I'm the fear guy and I have fear. Oh, for sure. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) I love that. Um, So a little bit into the mysterious world or the mystical Mm. world, I would love to ask you what is the favorite thing or do you even have a favorite thing to do to escape the ordinary to escape you know the realness of like sometimes when life gets to to you uh, in a certain way
1: I think so I've always been a dreamer and just not here but here so an example of that is when I was a kid how I used to play with toys like in in your, like, how do you see little boys play with toys usually?
0: Uh, what do you mean?
1: <laughs> like, how, like, what is the action of them? Like, how does, like, a typical generic little boy play with toys? Like, they're probably, like, clash. Like, yeah, they have their trucks things. or they're yes. crashing or they're throwing them, building Absolutely. jumps or whatever. So, I was different. So, what I would do with mine, I would mostly play with Ninja Turtles but what I would do is I would go in my room I'd shut the door and then I would hold the, the action figure in my hand. And then I would close my eyes and like pace back and forth and then imagine it in my head. Um, and I just did that, you know? And I remember there was a healer dude. I can't remember exactly what, like maybe clairvoyant. I can't remember, but that my brother met and he came to me. I remember as a kid, he told me about this imagination and he told me like, Like, don't change that. Um, And that's one thing I was always remembered. And he said, how I see things, I see things differently. Um, And so, like, whether it's in the shower, whether it's, like, really anything, I'm always meditating. And so, naturally, I am an introverted person. I'm quiet. I love being alone. But that's always what I'm doing. Like, I'm always imagining or reflecting on something. So, of course, I'm in reality, but a lot of the time, I think I'm imagining a different reality.
0: Love that. And this is something that I usually say is that imagination, it's your magic. Imagination is part of the magic because imagination is the quickest way to go into the realm of the quantum, the realm of magic, the realm of energetics. Because going back to your story, as you were saying, physically, all these things were happening, but you were probably imagining something else. Yes, 100%. And that's probably it's what was creating fun. your reality.
1: Yeah. And it's so fun. You know, like, it's fun. Like, I think imagination really is so fun.
0: Absolutely. Um, ben, your your story is so fascinating. I love all the transformation that you're going through <laughs> and that you're sharing all of this uh, as you go. Is there um, anything that you, and I mean, you kind of touched upon it a little bit, but Mm -hmm. is there anything that you would say in terms of somebody that wants to start using their imagination more, start meditating more, start like moving into that world more? What would you say?
1: The biggest thing that I have found is people are afraid to ask. Hmm. I'm just going to let that sink in. Like most people are afraid to ask. And so when people come to me, I say, I want you to ask like you've never asked before. Like you have permission to ask for anything that you want or desire, whatever that means to you. Right. Um, and so that is the biggest thing, like for your imagination, you got to go why, there.
0: Why do you think they're afraid to ask?
1: Because it goes back to the fear of not getting it or the fear of, am I worthy of this? Like, Oh, this isn't going to happen. Why am I going to ask for this? I'm just going to be disappointed. Yep. But that literally is you're damning yourself. Right. So a lot of the times with fear of rejection and you're like with this specific example is you're rejecting yourself before anyone else can. So right. As like, like, Oh my gosh, like I really want to ask the person out or I want to, like, I'm not sure if I'm going to be successful if like I quit my job, so I'm not going to do it. Well, it's like, you're literally, you're doing what you don't want to happen. And so once you realize that, that you're doing it to yourself, of if you're afraid to ask, you're never going to get it. Like, if you're afraid to ask for the thing, you're literally giving yourself what you don't want. And that's what fear is. It's giving you exactly what you don't want. And so learning how to feel it and lean into it is incredibly freeing. Like I totally believe that fear is medicine that yeah. it's, it literally is like, I've told you this before, like it reveals where you're not free. And so it, it's, it's the key. Like fear is resistance. And so if you learn to use that as a tool to look within, to pause, to create space and to love it and to not judge it, it's absolutely free. Like you're almost invincible. So, um, just asking, like ask like you've never asked before. Like, what do I want? What have, what have I been afraid to ask for before because I don't feel worthy or deserving? And that's another thing too is like the beliefs that we have of like, people literally believe that they don't deserve to be happy. Like almost like every single person I've worked with has some form of belief around that, that they literally tell me, through some searching and questions that I don't deserve to be happy. And so that's why you're not asking. And so a lot of the time with manifesting, it's not, or just imagining or creating or attracting or generating, whatever it may be is, and people forget this too, is like, you're always attracting you and you and you always are invested. So it's not a matter of, am I attracting or, and should I invest? It's you are invested and you are attracting. So, what am I invested in? What am I attracting? And then, do I want more of that? So, no matter, so however you think, whatever you put your time into, because a lot of time, don't a lot of people don't realize that as well as that money is it's an right. I mean, you know, this like it's an energy exchange of value, right? Like, we've just determined this thing, but a lot of people don't realize that time is heavily. Your value, because time is the most valuable thing that we have as humans. And so, whatever you invest your time into the people, the activities, the thoughts, whatever that literally says, this is what I'm worth. And so, you, to change what you're worth, you need to obviously change what you value or make sure you're aligned with what I value and my actions are aligned with that, right? Or it's conflicting. So, we're always attracting, generating, creating. So it's just a matter of what am I attracting and investing, you know, and generating and all these things. And so just asking yourself that because you are already creating your life.
0: So pretty much as you're saying is it goes back to it's always us. Yep. Like at the end of the day, it's really our creation, (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah. And I i mean, you can heavily resonate with this, with like the program you're doing and building is receiving. So I don't think it's about how much love, wealth, success, abundance that I can get. It's how much I can receive. And again, it goes back to the clients of like, it's all up to you. Right. So it's like, you're in your own way. I'm seriously in my own way. We're always in our way. So it's just like, we're always going to be peeling, you know, there's always another level. So it's not like to be pissed at yourself. Like, Oh my gosh, like I don't have this. It's like, no, like you already are everything. It's just like, can you believe that you're worthy already and like fully loved and fully abundant that you already are the thing that you want. And so, yes, it goes back to us.
0: Yep. So, okay. So, This is amazing. And I'm sure everybody listening is like, wait, what? So if you need to listen back to that, please do go back listen because there's so many nuggets in this conversation. Thank you, Ben. So, okay, so retract to we need to ask, right? Because we're afraid to ask. So if somebody were to start asking You know, if our listeners are like, "All right, I'm gonna dream, I'm gonna desire, I'm just gonna go for it," how Mm -hmm. do you, how would you allow your clients to to navigate the the fear of, okay, like I, okay, I want, I don't know, crazy stuff, right? And then Mm -hmm. the the underlying fear of, what if it doesn't work, or what if 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 doesn't work, or, um, yeah, yeah, it it doesn't work out, or.
1: So I think it's releasing right because you talked about that so. can, is this a video or just for us?
0: It's just for us. So go ahead and explain it completely.
1: (laughs) So, so my fist is currently closed. And so how do you catch a ball, right? You can't catch a ball with your fist closed. And so what this fist represents is like a tight grip on things happening my way, but you can't receive like this. So how you receive is you open up, you open to any single possibility so if you're so gripped tight with your fist closed of this needs to happen my way right now, this time, by this time, there are some things where that can be good, right? Like we're manifest, like that extreme desire is, can be beneficial. But from my experience, a lot of the time, why that doesn't happen is because we're afraid of not getting it. And so what is that energy? That energy is lack and fear. And that energy is you don't have it. So you are seeking that thing to prove to yourself and to others that oh yeah see like I am that thing, and so it's again it goes back to you already are that thing. So to me is how I do this is I ask questions of one how do you want to feel? Okay, well most people come to me you know confidence love like I want to be confident in myself and I want to love myself. Okay, you want to feel that? How does like? What does like, how can you feel that today? And it's like, okay, here's what I can do. That, you know, I can practice of saying one thing that's I can speak up in one meeting, you know, or talk to my partner and say one scary thing that I've never scared said before. Um, and it's like, well, how are you that already? Well, it's like, well, damn, I've already made it here. Like I've done so many conf- like scary things that I'm actually I am pretty confident, you know. And so, and then you imagine like, what does this feeling look like? And then I ask, um, what will it feel like when this happens? And so it ties it like feelings at the um, at bookends, whatever the hell that, is that the right thing? Bookends?
0: I'm not sure.
1: But sandwich it, right, with the feeling. and um, Okay, got it. And so it's, it's just focusing, I think the most powerful questions are, how do you want to feel and how am I this already? Because then you realize, even if I don't get that thing that I'm trying to create or get, whatever you want to say, is like you already are that thing. So even if that thing doesn't come, you're still that thing. So it's really just
0: everything. Yeah.
1: And so it's just focusing on what do I want to feel and
0: how am I this already? Oh my goodness. Mic drop. Love, love, love. My gosh, Ben, this has been so, so amazing. And I feel like this is a podcast that needs to be listened a couple of times, (laughs) like an episode that needs to be listened a couple of times, just to kind of understand the concepts that you are dropping at us, which are so incredible and amazing. Thank you. Wow. So the last question that I ask everybody, and, and we kind of covered it a little bit, but I'm interested to see if you have any, anything, anything more, but it's how do you balance on your daily life being a spiritual and being human, like asking the angels, but also you know doing the things that you need to do. So how is that balance um, between the spirit and the human looks like in a daily, in a mm. daily base of Ben?
1: So I'm definitely still learning this Um, because I feel like as a kid, I was just heavily in tune and intuitive and dreaming and imaginative, right? And then as it happens, you go into the corporate world and then you try and fit a mold of like, this is how you do it. And this is the only way you've got to hit this goal and we've got to hit these numbers and da, 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 right? And so you fit that mold and you abandon what you, you often feel is right or best for you. Um, And so I, I'm really deconditioning myself and it's hella uncomfortable right now of going back into that, you know, that mystic space, because I know that's my natural state. And so I'm a projector or in human design. And so a lot of that, like my day is, is really flow. Like, I don't like things on my calendar. I like doing what I want to do. When I feel it. And, but also I'm always balancing like structure at the same time and how to like what is the right structure for me and like what feels good to me. Like I worked out this morning before our chat and I haven't worked out like early in the morning in a while, but I forget like how good that feels. So for me, the balance is like what feels good to me. Like I don't care what anyone else thinks, but just trying different things, experimenting. And it's like, okay, that feels good. That doesn't feel good. Just to me. Like it feels good. Not just what do I expect, not because it's like some vain, (laughs) like um what am I thinking? Like animalist um, like pleasure. I mean, even though there's nothing wrong with that either. And so really that's how I balance it, I think, is just like just always going in between and Because I mean, you know, it's just like you're always moving and evolving and trying and experimenting and trying to find that equilibrium.
0: Yeah. Experimenting. Yeah. And what is what is so terrifying right now in terms of coming back to that mysticism that you are? Like what is the what is the part that is the scary, the, the most scary part of going back to that? Letting, that go. You, that intuitive.
1: Mm. letting go of my control. And that's absolutely everyone. <laughs> we all are terrified ding, ding, of letting ding, go ding, of ding. control. <laughs> and so it's, yeah, it's not wrong. It's like, but I think it's funny that myself included and everyone thinks that we are in control. We're absolutely not. And it's funny because we go back to, we are the ones, right? Like, but we're also not. So it's, it's again, it's that balance of, wow I am incredibly powerful, and I really do create my, my beliefs and perceptions and all these things. But at the same time, I'm completely like not in control of like the external of, like world how happening it plays around out. me, how it plays out. And so just letting go of... because like, has life ever? Like I like to ask this question, has life ever worked out like a hundred percent of how you thought it was gonna happen? No, never. Like something has never exactly happened the way that you thought it was gonna happen. So again, it's just like again, like looking realistically like at the evidence, and so we can are able to like release that control of wow, it's always happened better than I thought than I could have planned or than I could have imagined. Even if something doesn't go your way, like recently that's happened for me. And I've had so much practice that I'm just like, okay, like I'm trusting that this is happening better than I can imagine. It doesn't feel like good. And like this number in my head that's like, okay, like it didn't match up like what I wanted that number to look like, but I'm completely trusting that this is giving me the experience, which it already has. Cause like, like surrendering to that experience and like teaching me, like it already has given me a lot, but it's like, if I can just let go of this, like how much better can it be?
0: Yeah. So it's as if we have the control to experience certain things, but not the outcome of how it gets to be played out. Like we do what we do. We, we invest our time in the things that we, we want in the things that have the frequency that we want to experience. And the way it all gets to play out in the physical realm, it's not to our control.
1: Yeah. And that's part of the fun you know
0: absolutely yes and
1: and it's hard it's it is cuz we've been like myself included like we've been taught that life is just like work you know like literally like life isn't easy like that's a thing that i have said plenty of times life isn't easy suck it up and <laughs> you know i mean and so we literally believe that it's not easy but what if so one thing i write in my journal now is like like things just happen easily for me like life is effortless. And so, um, like, why not? Like, why can't it be like, cause you're going to die. I'm going to die. So it really is like, this is like an experiment, but fun, like a fun experiment. And I was talking to someone the other day and they were like congratulating me on like, you know, doing this business and stuff like that. And I, I just told them like, th- like, think of the worst case scenario, A lot of people don't go there because they're terrified of, but often it's just a feeling like we do tell stories of what if this happens? What if this happens? But no, like, I want you to actually like picture it. Like think of that worst case scenario in your head. What, like, what is that? Okay. I have to live with my parents. or I have to live with a friend. I have to file bankruptcy. Okay. So Does that mean you're like less than a human? Does that mean you suck? Does that mean you're unsuccessful? Does that mean you can't like rise up from that? No. And so a lot of the time we think that this worst case scenario is absolutely just like unrecoverable and unrecoverable and we're going to die. And it's like, trust me, like that worst case scenario isn't as bad as you think. So actually go there. So actually go to that place and realize that you're going to be okay. Because then you're just like, oh, sweet, I can do this.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So so as you're saying, I want life to be easy and it gets to be easy. What is your perception on how does sadness and things not working out get mm-hmm. to be easy?
1: <laughs> so that's one thing, I'll be honest, where I don't have that figured out. Um,
0: but okay. I know
1: but I know that it's just being in the moment. And I had a really cool conversation with someone yesterday and she told me just a lot of what she said was like really, really cool about like being in the moment. And I can't remember it all. Cause I still, right. I have to go like, listen back to it. But to me is you are more than one thing, right? So if like, you aren't just like sad. So when you feel sad, it's not like I am sad. I'm only like, because a lot of times when we say those things, it's like, it's a label, it's an identity that I am a sad person, wholly, fully, my whole body, my whole experience is sad. It's like, no, we are feeling a sad emotion. So just feel it for what it is. And once you feel it, um, I have a quick cool story is, a few months ago, when I um, was in LA for a couple months, I was at this Airbnb, and I mean, you know, most like in backyards in LA, like the grass isn't like soft, like it's kind of like that really coarse crabgrass. grass. Yes. And and so, like, I, I wasn't used to that, so I went out with bare feet to like work out, and I was like, ooh, like this this like this is actually kind of rough. Awful. Like, like, am I going to go put my shoes on? But then I listened, I was just, I was listening to a book at the time called When Things Fall Apart. Do you know that book? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I love that book by Pema Children, like when things fall apart. And she talked about how often, uh, like when it rains, right? Like we immediately put up an umbrella or when there's a little breeze, we get a jacket. When it's sun, we get in the shade. And so, but what would happen if we just felt it? Like, what if we felt the rain? What if we felt the heat? What if you felt the breeze? And, I, and so to me, I was like, Oh, like, I'm just going to go feel the grass on my feet. And so I just like went and closed my eyes and felt it like no future or past experience. Like I was just there feeling the grass with my eyes closed and breathing. And like, I was really like, what does this feel like? Like I was really like experiencing the feeling of the grass on my feet. And it was like, low little course and like uncomfortable, but I just felt it for what it was. And like, I was like in it, like, what does this feel like? like I'm going to truly like feel it. And then the funny thing is the next day, I totally forgot about the experience at that time. And, but then when I walked on the grass the next day, it wasn't as rough. And it immediately caught my attention as soon as I stepped on it, because I'd forgot about it. I'm like, oh, wait, like this isn't, that's weird. You know? And so I think the example in that story is like, you are not the, the rough grass. You are not, this sad feeling, right? You were the thing experiencing that. So if you can just ask yourself and like feel it for what it is instead of avoid it because what you resist persists. The same thing with fear. Like if you're just trying to avoid it and like resist it, the more of it you get. So it's, what does this sad feeling look like? What does this anger feel like? And I just, I actually did this in the gym this morning. Like my finger, I think I broke it. Not today, but a month ago. And then I,
0: because
1: <laughs> I dropped a weight on it. You
0: broke finger.
1: And then I dropped and then I jammed it again and I was pissed and I'm usually not like, I don't get mad or yell or whatever. But today I was just like, no, like I'm going to be pissed. Like this hurts, (laughs) you know? (laughs) And then, but then eventually it like, it's like, Oh, okay. Like this feeling is gone. Like, yeah, it's uncomfortable. Like it's purple now who knows what's going to happen. But like, I just allow myself to feel it like, wow, like this sucks instead of all that.
0: I think you you answered the question because
1: <laughs>
0: this is pretty much what I would say to that, and it's a recap of what you just said. In terms of Saturn as being easy, we can make it way harder. Ooh, yes. And that is how easy it gets to be if we choose the opposite. So if we resist the fear if you resist because we're so afraid of how that looks like it's like we're so afraid of going to the worst scenario that we make it bigger
1: yeah (laughs) so how
0: does things get to be easier or get to be easy Mm. is by allowing the experience to be what it is
1: i like that see
0: because that right that softens the experience and then that Mm. is allowing that is actually oh what a blessing what a, what a blessing that I get to feel sad. What a blessing that is okay for me to be hurt. What a blessing that it is okay for me to feel the rain and to be where I am at.
1: Mm, I like that. Thank you for translating. And just put of it like, course. like, it doesn't have to, maybe it doesn't have to be easy, but easier.
0: Absolutely. And you know, what, what is easy anyway? Like it's, it's really, it's a perception. So um,
1: yep.
0: <laughs> we can make it worse or we can make it better. Mm. Agreed. Yes. I love that. And I mean, with that, Ben, where can people, I'm sure everybody it's going to be like, please more love of Ben. <laughs> okay. So, so, uh, where where can people find you?
1: Yes. So I'm on Instagram, just search the fear guy. You'll find me. And then my website is feeling dash free.com. So that's where you can book coaching retreats, um, membership, all the fun things. And then, um, what else? Oh, my podcast. I always forget to plug my, my podcast. The podcast is also feeling free. So if you just search feeling free on Spotify, on iTunes or whatever, Danielle was on there. And just so you know, I'm not sure if I told you this yet. I've had a lot of people tell me that, um, like people that I haven't heard from in a long time, texted, texted me or messaged me and said, Ben, I really like this episode.
0: The episode with me? Uh-huh. Oh wow, that's so beautiful. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> cuz they
1: liked cuz what they liked is like the break it was like energy 101. You know, it was like just a breakdown of like what we just assume people know, but like we actually like you broke it down and like, well, this is what I think it means, you know. And so that's what people really liked is like actually taking the lingo and like putting like yeah, context and richness to it.
0: I love that. And so you guys if you're listening and I mean if you if you are the mystic part of the mystic community, you probably know energy one-on-one because I'm all about that. I'm all about breaking it down. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but if you want more of that, then absolutely. And, and just in general, Ben has such an amazing guest uh, on his podcast. So go check it out. Give him some love. Ask all the questions. Check out his, um, his programs, his coaching, just everything that he does. Uh, and thank you so much, Ben, for being here. I really appreciate your time and your energy.
1: Thank you. I appreciate you. I love you tons. Like you're a dope human, um, dope soul, um, in the real world and out in the real world. Cause I know you're not here a lot,
0: <laughs> wherever you,
1: <laughs> where, wherever you are, wherever you are like for real, like you're, you are so, so awesome. Like, thank you for
0: having me. Uh, Thank you. I receive all of that. And thank you all for listening because you're also part of this conversation. So thank you for being part of this conversation, for being here, for just being open to these ideas because the more we're open to to these ideas of understanding the complexity of what we are, then we can help others also awaken to that that complexity and to understand and be more compassionate towards each other. So I love you all. Um, And thank you for being part of the Mystic community. I'll talk to you very soon.